Hello and welcome to the Viva Wellness Podcast. My name is Jarrell. I'm Rachel. Thank you for joining us today, wherever you are listening to this episode. We hope you're having a great day so far. Yeah. Jarrell, how are you doing? It's almost November as we record this and <laughs> year's almost over. How you doing? Well, I can't really talk about the year um because that's too much smaller chunks of time i got you yeah smaller chunks of time um today is has been a good day so far so i'm trying to ride the wave of that sort of like a little extra energy a little extra positive vibes i'm on today so i'm, I'm trying to stay present with that how about you it's raining again it is which I feel like is a really just representative image, <laughs> like the rain coming down. Can I also just say that this is the most 2020 thing ever? Because as you know, and people listening may not, I moved into an apartment without door space two weeks ago. And the amount of rain that <laughs> happened in the last two weeks, I really want to say is more than the last six months. I mean, maybe. So... Yeah. <laughs> It might, I understand it might just be like my biased perspective now that I'm like, I want to sit outside. And right. But I also really think that there has been an absurd amount of days of rain over the last two weeks. And if that is not representative of what 2020 is, like, I just don't even know. Mm-hmm. I, like I don't disagree stop. with your assessment of the rain. Yeah, I would like it to stop raining. That would be really cool. <laughs> so whoever out there has that power, please take care of that for me. I would greatly appreciate that. Wouldn't that be cool though if one day we did have that power? No, actually that would be terrible. Yeah, there's no you know, way that would be like good. Remote wars within a family. Right. Right? Like would that right. would the weather be that? Like one person's like, I'm turning on the rain and someone else is like, no, I'm turning on the sun and now it's 40 and now it's 100. Yeah, that would be yeah, terrible. terrible. <laughs> anyway, today we want to talk about body image, which mm. is its own brand of loadedness it's kind of a mixed bag right Mm -hmm. nobody really feels great about this topic i feel like yeah it's not really something that people are often comfortable talking about it's not something people are often comfortable thinking about which i actually think is the problem Mm -hmm. that creates the all the other issues related to body image and diet culture and how we feel about ourselves physically just the idea of like we're not talking about this which thus leads to feeling more isolated around this and for the most part when we don't talk about things we feel worse about them yeah typically a lot of shame yeah we want to do our part to change that um so we're going to talk about it so a brief kind of overview of things that we're going to think about we're going to think about here is why is body image a problem to begin with, right? Like, how did this start that we have this physical body made up of limbs and organs and skin and hair and teeth and nails and other things I'm probably forgetting? And somewhere along the line, we were taught to view it in a certain way. And more often than not, we view it negatively. There are so many studies and both with actual, you know, research in scientific labs, and I'm putting that in quotes because like it's funny to talk about humans in labs, but and also anecdotal studies about how like when people think about their body image, it is like overwhelmingly negative, like 90 something percent 
of people's thoughts that they report they have about their bodies are negative, mm-hmm. which is crazy if you think about it. Mm -hmm. right and so the idea first comes in of like let's take a step back and think about like how did we even get there in the first place like why are we here Mm -hmm. enter diet culture and the diet industry yeah i'm pretty sure they still think about it as the diet industry rather than i know the wellness industry is a thing and it's now collapsing all of these other many things into one big huge bubble Mm -hmm. but a kind of just like brief overview of how these things work so i'm not going to call it any company in particular but you take a fad diet for example or a weight loss method and i'm going to separate this from any type of exercise routine or exercise class that the effects might be weight loss i think there's a very distinct difference between those who are like do this for weight loss versus oh if you do high intensity interval training like you might lose weight if you have some excess weight to lose Mm -hmm. so companies that push for their product to promote weight loss. What is the point of a company? It to wants make to money. money. Right. I mean, and that's not, that in and of itself is not a bad thing. When people start a business, it's typically to sustain them. Like financially, mm-hmm. they want to do things like pay rent and eat and wear clothes. So that in, its, in and of itself is not a bad thing. That's what businesses do. But if you think about it, that they're in a weight loss business, they make money if people sign up for their diet, for their mm-hmm. program, sell their diet book, whatever it is that there is, it, it is their product. Right. What happens if it works? You don't have to buy it anymore. Oh, that's the right answer. We should have bell. You don't have to buy it anymore, mm-hmm. which then means they're not making money. Mm-hmm. And so thus, if you're thinking of this as a business model, the way to make the most amount of money is that people have to keep purchasing. Yep. Which then means how effective could their weight loss method really be? Mm-hmm. How do they get mass amounts of people to purchase these things? They send out the message or play off the message that we have floating around so rampantly in society that your body isn't good enough. You have to lose weight. And so what if when you try the keto diet or Atkins or there's some other weird one that had a really strange name that I can't remember now, but it's new and like, why do we need another one? When you try those things and they, and you fail, maybe you're not failing because there's something wrong with you. Maybe you're failing because that's how the system is set up by the company. Right. Yeah. And I'll also add that um, I don't know how familiar people are with this idea is that, um, I don't know if it was in the seventies or eighties or, or somewhere there's about, um, a lot of marketing came from principles of psychology. And so in essence, especially as we're talking about dieting, um, people started to use psychology for evil. Um, and, um, to create these senses of insecurity or to reinforce these ideas of like, if you look like this, you're cool or you're sexy or people will want you. And like, that's really important. Um, a lot of the principles of how uh, marketing works is rooted in uh, psychology. Um, and so that's really a lot of what the field of marketing is. And so, you know, these people are really adept at convincing us that we're not good enough. We're not cute enough. We're not sexy enough. No one will want us unless we have X. Uh, so it runs really deep in our culture. 
not to mention that, and this is almost like a bigger conversation of, you know, who are the people that we see in mainstream media to idolize or look up to mm-hmm. and what are we valuing about them? It is people who meet this American objective standard of beauty. And before everyone loses their mind, it's like beauty is in the eyes of the beholder. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> On a, on a subjective level it is but there is and if all you have to do is look at like you said marketing to understand that this is in fact true Mm -hmm. there is an objective standard of beauty in american culture that whether you agree with it or not that is what gets pushed out to the mass population of like this is what you should strive to do Mm -hmm. and i think as people which like you said this is designed to play on our own psychology as people we then internalize consciously or unconsciously the parts of that we want to aspire to Mm -hmm. and people don't necessarily pick all of it right right this is why you get this obsession of like because what's this american standard of beauty like i'm thinking of a woman like she's tall but not too tall and she's thin but like still with some amount of curves and usually straight blonde hair, you know, you can picture the image, like you're better at celebrities than I am. Please name a person that people can reference this to. Who, who fits? Oh my gosh. I don't, I don't know. Like nowadays. Wow. You're old now. I, yeah. I'm out of the like target demo. So. Wow. Um, That's a nice milestone. <laughs> it is. Um, yeah. I don't know, but I, I will just add though. I think one of the, like the standards also change over time. Right. Marilyn Monroe, uh, for example. Yeah, like, so, like, we had, uh, I mean, also, she still wasn't the standard in her time, which is, I mean, that's been one of the things that, like, history right. was very kind to her, I think, right. um, in that respect. Um, but, like, because when, like, after, I remember it was a thing when, like, Beyonce came out with, like, a butt. Like, she had a butt. J-Lo had a butt to people. And it was like a thing, right? People were like, oh my God. And um, and so now that's more of a thing now. It also got like, right. um, what's the word? Um, sort of magnified. So like, that's a thing that people from all kind of racist or ethnic groups in America, um, it's a thing that people look for. It's like, okay, but like you have to have some like well-formed behind. Right. It even It's even like really even gotten move towards men nowadays too um so it's just really interesting even in the past i don't know like 30 years 20 30 years is that that those standards change like some of those standards change um quickly yeah i think we're definitely there's more variety now for sure to be um but i think even with that respect it's that idea of like the standard is also still very white Mm mm-hmm um, and like the, it's almost as if I feel like Beyonce and JLo, for example, are like the exceptions that get allowed into the exclusive club. Like they're okay, but like you average Puerto Rican woman, you're not okay. Right. Like, cause you're not. Oh, for sure. So therefore you have to be held to the rest of these standards. Cause like, we're not letting you pass the velvet rope. And it just almost speaks to how unattainable these standards are right. for most people. Yeah, for sure. And I think that was my kind of original point of that, mm-hmm. like, these are the messages you we all internalize of whether it's the full picture or people, you know, good question. Why did this entire culture, you know, and of course, you know, being a little hyperbolic, get obsessed with six pack abs? Mm-hmm. Why are six pack abs the thing? Because most of the time, 
the biggest factor, and yes, I know fitness, diet, all of that, but it's also genetics. Mm-hmm. There's there are people who could nowhere near live a normal life and have six pack abs, whereas right. other people, it just that just was that's their body type. They're much closer. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And most of the standard is so unattainable. And also, if you just think about it, like at the same time, okay, we're supposed to have six pack abs, but also curves. Right. At the same time. Make it make sense. Right. And like be tall, but not too tall, but you also Mm -hmm. can't be too fit as Mm -hmm. a woman because that's now, no, now that's not okay. But also have the six pack abs. What? Right. You actually can't genetically do that. Mm-hmm. Like your body doesn't work that way. Well, yet these are the standards we're internalizing that we have to hold ourselves to. Well, and, and to your point, like your body, our bodies tend can't really do that naturally. Therefore, there's been the rise in plastic surgery in the past 30 years too. It's been like an explosion across all sorts of groups. So there you go. Right. Right. And it's also the idea too of that. I hear, you know, a lot of reasons why people go on diets. This is like a big kind of standard common refrain is I want to get back to my college weight. Mm -hmm. I want to get back to my high school weight. I want to get back to my pre-kids weight or body size or body shape. Right. Why? Like you're not that person. Mm -hmm. Our bodies are meant to change. And I think it's also the stereotype of like, oh, we have to gain weight when we get older and therefore we must lose it. I mean, that's number one, not true. But if you, if your body changes, whether it gets larger, smaller, if it, you know, gets taller, short, whatever it does, if you don't have a health issue associated with it, let your body be what it is, right? Mm -hmm. Your bodies are, your body's supposed to change. You change as you get older, you change as life experiences happen to you. That's just what happens when you don't live in a bubble. Like we are impacted in all ways by our life experiences, but we keep getting this message of like, oh, get back to your college weight. Well, no, why? And also why? Why do you need to weigh what you did in college? What difference does that make in your life? Mm. Because I think that people, most often people think that that's when they were at their most attractive. Right. And right? why do they think that? Mm-hmm. Right. It's all about questioning if you have this idea of what you need to look like or what you need to do or what you need to eat or whatever it is, pause and ask yourself, how did you get that idea? Right. Who told you that? right? Who told you that your thighs aren't beautiful the way they are? Mm -hmm. Who told you that you have to be a certain size? Who told you that you need to lose weight? Why do you think you do need to lose weight? Because you don't look like whoever is modeling the genes? Mm -hmm. One, maybe your body is different. And two, why do you need to look like the person who's modeling the genes? Who told you that the person modeling the genes looks better than you do? Right. Also, the person modeling the genes doesn't even look like the person modeling the genes. Also that. <laughs> also that. That right. used to shock me. Yeah. Because, I mean, you know, I don't do a whole ton of pop culture stuff, but every mm. once in a while, you get a, glim- you get a glimpse of the photos or, like, shots or an interview of someone where the- I'm so used to seeing them in, like, professional makeup and Photoshop, whatever, and then, like, mm-hmm. them in quote-unquote real life and I'm like this looks like an entirely different person yeah and so yeah there's also that of maybe your photo doesn't look like the celebrities because you don't have professional touch-up people or makeup artists or photographers taking this picture right or not a thing yeah and 
or also doing really ridiculous things to appear a certain way. Like there was like um, Henry Cavill, um, Superman for people um, who aren't familiar with actors' names. That was me. Yeah. Like on his, I think on his show, uh, The Witcher, like he talked about interviews, how he basically dehydrated for two or three days before a shirtless scene. So his muscles would pop more. Which is a thing that people do in like fitness and bodybuilding competitions, and I was, and that's kind of the point of like, even he doesn't look like what you see in that scene because that's actually an extreme, um, and unhealthy way that he's gone about achieving that look that you see. Right. Yeah. And because I know that there are some people who are like, hmm, interesting. No, my question then becomes: so you're saying that looking a certain way that someone somewhere maybe somehow told you is more appealing you're going to damage your health right sounds a little little weird when you put it that way but that's the situation and it's Mm -hmm. all about taking a step back and asking yourself those questions of is this something where i want to lose weight because i don't feel like my best self because it's interfering with my life, because a trusted medical professional has told me here are the health implications of whatever weight or body type I am, size I am? Mm-hmm. Or is it because you're like, oh, I don't know, this is just bad, because it's bad. Mm-hmm. That's probably not the right reason, right? And, and I think there are personal reasons to say, okay, like I just know I'm not feeling like my best self because, you know, maybe I had a really awful week and my exercise routine fell by the wayside or I was super busy with work or family and I ate a lot of pizza like every day and mm-hmm. ordered out food all the time. And okay, I gotta get back on track. Right. But you focus it also on health, right? Like why is it always about your size and the number on a scale? The number on the scale is actually really, really arbitrary. Yep. Because if you weigh yourself in the beginning of the day, you're going to weigh less than you did at the end of the day. Right. Regardless of what you did, what you did, assuming you didn't starve yourself all day long. Right. You are going to weigh more for women during different parts of your cycles. Mm -hmm. You are going to weigh more if it's humid because water retention. Mm -hmm. You're going to weigh less if you just had food poisoning. Is that good we want to live a food poisoning life all the time like i don't i don't i know most people don't and it's such an arbitrary number and i ask people who i work with on things like this okay what's your goal weight they say a number and i go okay what about two numbers up from that what about two pounds heavier why why Mm -hmm. not that like what's the difference right what's the difference Mm -hmm. what if you were two pounds lighter oh i don't okay where's the line it's so arbitrary that it becomes a question of why is this the goal? The yeah. goal should then be, you know, going back to the example of like, oh, maybe I know I've gained some weight because like my clothes feel a little tighter or whatever. I just feel sluggish because I, you know, ate Chinese food every night as I was finishing a work project that took 12 hours a day. Mm-hmm. So actually my concern is not that's going to make you bigger. Mm-hmm. My concern is like, you should probably vary your nutrients because your body needs different nutrients, right? Yep. Um, you should not eat, you know, orange chicken, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, like right. a vegetable, a fruit, or some carbs, like throw some stuff in there right. that isn't the same thing. And that's for your overall health. Mm-hmm. And if it then makes you a smaller size, for example, or you lose weight, okay, then your body's doing what it needs to do and it's shedding the weight it, it doesn't need. But to make that the goal, everyone's body needs a different amount of weight. I always say to people, eat 
healthy, as healthy as is realistic for you and what that means to you. Get a good amount of movement that you can sustain that feels enjoyable and your body will take care of itself. Yeah. It'll do what it needs to do. Yeah. There's a, what's it? I can't remember what it's called. Um, but there's a, a dietitian nutritionist I follow um, on Instagram who was talking about like we have a, everyone has like a natural range of their weight. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's called like set weight or something like that. Um, but it's not a number, it's a range right. that accounts for all the things that you've just been mentioning. So I just wanted to put that out there for people to just like have as a new paradigm in your mind of that, like one singular number. If that's this, that's something that exists in your head, that's probably unhealthy. Mm-hmm. Um, but you should be looking toward what, what is the actual range because that's actually more realistic and more practical. Um, the other thing I wanted to say though, is that while everyone should be, you know, speaking to their doctors about their weight and the implications, um, and this is a much more nuanced conversation, but it's also important to note that issues around body and body size are often connected to race and eugenics and racism and fat phobia in medicine. So have some thought about that. Read more on all those things if you're interested in it. So just be mindful that there are a lot of different factors and that no singular industry is immune from these issues that we're talking about. Yep. I don't know if you caught it, but this is why my advice is a trusted medical professional and Mm. to expand upon that. That includes somebody who you know is doing their best to fight those stigmas Mm -hmm. because you cannot, cannot, everyone pay attention, you cannot judge someone's health by looking at them. You cannot, right? right? Sure. In extreme circumstances, if someone is 600 pounds or 60 as a grown adult, sure. But otherwise, you cannot. Yeah. Absolutely under, under no circumstances can judge someone's health just by looking at them. Mm -hmm. And so don't, and your medical professional shouldn't, which is why that is what I mean by trusted medical professional, because not all medical professionals are unfortunately created equal, especially in that regard. Ain't that the truth? And it's also this idea as well of what spawned from all of this nonsense is the movement of body positivity. Mm -hmm. Um, And as I have written about several times and talk about incessantly, we as people often go too far. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we go from one extreme to the other yeah. rather than landing somewhere in the middle. Right. So this idea of body positivity in theory was a good one. Love yep. the body you're in. Love yep. yourself. Stop trying to make it something that maybe it's not meant to be. Stop trying to be somebody else. Look like you and love it. Which as a general concept, cool. That's yeah. a great message. Mm-hmm. Except... It's not realistic. Mm-hmm. It's really not. It's okay to dislike parts of yourself. Yeah. Everyone has flaws. And it's okay to name your flaws and be like, yeah, I don't love that I'm always late to things, or I don't love that I don't call people back, or I don't love that I yell when I get angry, or whatever it is that you want to put in there. Like, it's okay to accept something about yourself, but not like it. Your mm-hmm. physical person is the same way. You know, mm-hmm. we don't live in a bubble. We live in the society. We do internalize all of those messages. Or maybe just somewhere along the line, you looked at someone else's person and you're like, oh man, I wish my ears looked like that instead mm-hmm. of mine. Because I aesthetically like this better, even though you can't ever remember getting a message about how certain ear shapes were better. Right. That's okay. The 
the point is, is that it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. That you can say, eh, I don't really love my arms or like, oh, I wish like my nose was smaller. Or I wish I, you know, had a different color hair, which I guess technically that's easier to change than the others. Right. But it's okay to say that, but say, but you know what? I'm pretty cool either way. Like I don't have to yeah. love it. It can just be, you can accept it for what it is of like, yeah, you know, I really appreciate that, you know, my body moves me around places and can exercise and can hug in non-COVID times mm -hmm. and can sustain life. But I don't always love how, you know, my ass looks. Mm -hmm. That's fine. Yeah. Because that doesn't have to be magnified to mean as much as we make it mean in society. It could just be like, yeah, wish my ass looked a little bit different, but like, I'm gonna go about my day now. Yeah. And I'd say just to add for me, I think that in my own journey with like body image and just both personally and professionally, one of the things that's really been helpful is basically moving towards this kind of perspective that you're talking about. Um, moving what I would sort of describe as moving from body positivity to body neutrality in that like it's, yeah, there's your, the way your body looks actually doesn't matter. It's not a reflection of who you are. It's not a reflection of um, the value you have in this world, actually. People will tell you it does. We get a lot of messages about that, of course. But that's not actually a, re a real reflection of who you are. That's but one part. So it should only mean so much. Yeah, I think that's a good point. It's the level of importance we give yeah. it. Because I think it's also fine, you know, to avoid going to the opposite extreme like people tend to do. It's okay if you've been doing a really hard arm workout series and like you look in the mirror and you mm -hmm. see that like your muscles look bigger and you're like, oh man, mm -hmm. I like that. Like that's great. Mm -hmm. That's okay. That's awesome. Like congratulations. Mm -hmm. It's also fine if, and I think we've all had this where like, you know, you wake up on Wednesday and you look in the mirror and you're like, oh, this looks okay. And then mm -hmm. nothing really happens, but you wake up on the next mm -hmm. day and you look in the mirror and you're like, oh my God, I look terrible. Yep. <laughs> nothing happens. You are in a <laughs> totally. different place mentally, right? Like your yep. nose didn't grow bigger or your eyes didn't get less vibrant. So like, right. that's not what happened. It's just you're in a different headspace, mm -hmm. but it's taking that and like really being able to appreciate the days where you're like, oh, I look good today. Like mm -hmm. whether that was because you put on a cute outfit or you're having a good hair day mm -hmm. or whatever it is and taking that to mean what it means right. and not magnifying it, but also doing the same thing to the other side. Like there are going to be yeah. days where you look up where you wake up and you're like, I look like crap. Like, mm -hmm. well, this is gross. And everyone has those days. We don't talk about them, but yep. everyone has them. I promise. And just letting that be what it is and not have this blown up meaning other than like, well, oh, this sucks. Like, I hate when I just feel like frumpy, for example, in a mm. given day. But like knowing it's not that serious, it sucks and it's not pleasant, but it's not as important as we've been making it based on what society tells us we sh the value we should put on it. Right. And since we are now in crazy times, you know, this is an episode recorded in 2020. So we had to mention the pandemic at some point. Mm -hmm. I think kind of summing it up and how it applies to this year or this time in our lives is going back to that idea of your body changes as does a lot of things for you, depending on your circumstances. Yeah. Your body might not be the same as it was in 2019 because we're in a very different world right now. And that's okay. Um, I was talking to several clients over various 
periods of time about this. And for those of us who live in New York City, and I would assume for cities, it's just pretty similar as well. Even if your entire routine, and that includes your diet hasn't changed, your exercise frequency hasn't changed, even just if you've now started working from home or aren't taking part in as many social activities, you're losing like anywhere from 20 to over an hour, 20 minutes to over an hour of active walking time. Mm-hmm. My walk to and from the train was like, I don't know, eight-ish minutes, a little under 10 minutes each way. Mm-hmm. So there's that plus all the walking you would do like, oh, let me go grab a coffee or like mm-hmm. I'll meet a friend after work for dinner. Or, and I'm thinking of on the weekends, like when you make more than one plan and you go from brunch to this, to like to grocery shopping, to whatever, think of all that movement that you're now not doing, rightfully so, everyone be safe. Right. But how could your body be the same if you have to give even all of that up? Right. It doesn't make sense. Right. And not to mention the fact that like, I don't know anyone's diet who is exactly the same because man is comfort food really needed these days. Mm -hmm. Also, your energy level is lower. Yep. So, like, if you were meal prepping, I don't know if anyone is still meal, still meal prepping. Like, good for you, I guess, yeah. if you really like it. But yeah. that went out the window, like, one week into this thing for me. Mm-hmm. Because it's just, I don't know the energy. 2020 is hard. I'm tired. Yeah. So, and that, that's happening less. And we're going with things that are easy because that's the greater priority right now. Right. And, yeah, I think to that point, it's like, everyone's mental health has suffered suffered to some extent and you know your body physiologically is responding to all the stress and all the changes with excess cortisol production which pro tip tends to lead to extra belly fat um and so like there's a lot happening for us and so it's really important to like be kind to yourself and do what you need to do to take care of yourself and i don't know maybe can reconsider how important you know, you're looking, how important your appearance is these days, because there are really more important things like your overall health and safety and the health and safety of your loved ones to consider. Yeah. And it's not going to look the same because it isn't the same. Yep. It's not the same. It seems so simple, but we have such a hard time as humans remembering that. Mm -hmm. Uh, And, but it's really true. You know, it's just, it's not going to look the same because it's not. And Mm -hmm. Maybe it'll go back to what it was whenever this is over or we're in a new reality or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And maybe it won't, but you won't be in the same position because it's not the same. So just adjust, like from what you're dealing with now, what's the best you can do? How can you maintain health in all of its aspects in the situation you're currently in? Mm -hmm. When the situation changes, reevaluate that again. We got to stop trying to go backwards. Yeah. General, generally speaking, not just with body image, just yeah. in general, if you're not in the same situation, it can't look the same as it did before. Right. And that's it. Yeah, that's it. We thank you for spending your time listening to this episode. If you enjoyed it, please share with a friend, please share on social media, please leave us a rating and review. If you want to connect with us, you can find us on social media at Viva Wellness NYC, and we hope you will tune in to future episodes. See you next time. Bye. Bye.